This is the Public Speaker. Quick and dirty tips for improving your communication skills with your host, Lisa B. Marshall. I'm seeing more and more people use audio and video in an attempt to enhance their presentations. And while I agree that video and audio can really strengthen a presentation, I also believe the phrase, everything in moderation. So today we're going to talk about how you can use audio and video clips to support your message without letting them take over the presentation entirely. Today's episode is sponsored by Shutterstock.com. They have over 28 million high-quality stock photos, illustrations, vectors, and video clips. And I think Shutterstock takes your creative projects one step higher. This week, I've been working on my presentation for the Women in STEM conference coming up in Lansing, Michigan, which, by the way, that's one of the few events that I do that's a public event. So if you'd like to attend, you can check out my website to get more details. Anyway, back to Shutterstock. So Shutterstock has great photos. They've got over, like I said, 28 million of them. And I love that they add new images every day. In fact, it's about 10,000 images every day. And they use images from photographers and they check these images. They look for quality and they look for the content before they add them to their library. And I love the pricing. I've talked about that before. You can choose individual image packs or you can also get a monthly subscription, which is a really great deal if you're doing a lot of images. You can download any image of any size and it's only the same price. It's the exact same price, which is a really great deal. And then recently, Shutterstock signed a deal with Facebook to power the images for their ad creation tool. And that's free to use. So if you're interested in images, if you're interested in creating a better quality looking product, whatever web kind of project you're working on, consider Shutterstock.com. And right now, Shutterstock is offering new accounts 25% off. That's Shutterstock.com. And you want to use the offer code PUBLICSPEAKER9. That's Shutterstock.com. And then use the offer code PUBLICSPEAKER9. So, of course, I think audio and video clips are a great way to provide support for your points. I find them, for me, most useful when I want to engage the audience in a discussion. Also, though, a well-produced video can help you emotionally connect with your audience in a way that words just can't. You can also use audio and video for both the audience and the speaker in the sense that the audience gets a break from the presenter and the speaker gets a chance to look at their notes and prepare for the next section. However, audio and video can also ruin a presentation. If it's overused or you use it without preparation, it can be a major distraction to the flow and the energy of your work. A friend of mine was invited to hear a presentation just last week. The point of the talk was to introduce products in a new cosmetics line. She arrived and she found a self-serve tea in paper cups, and then there was folding chairs to sit on. And a video was playing on an old TV with really poor sound quality and poor picture quality. So she just assumed that they would stop the video and start the real presentation. And she was waiting and waiting and waiting. And 25 minutes in, they were still showing these video clips. My friend finally got up and left. And she wasn't the only one. I think that illustrates the point perfectly. The video and the audio doesn't take the place of the presentation. Video and audio are really only valuable when you use them as support. Support for the ideas that you're presenting. You are the focus of the presentation. So how exactly do you use audio and video to make it work? Well, one, I like to use it to introduce a topic. I think it's a great 
way to have a short clip, something interesting and exciting, get the audience excited for what it is that's coming. Or as I said, to encourage discussion and engagement, to have people talk about what they just saw on the video and how they would respond to what they saw on the video. Or it's also good when you want to expose the audience to something that they're very unfamiliar with, or they can't even imagine it with words. Or you show real life examples of your topic, or give a demonstration that wouldn't be possible to deliver if you had to deliver it live in front of the audience. I like to use it a lot when a VIP can't attend in person, but they want to participate. I use that frequently. I'll do a short little clip of a senior executive and have them start off a presentation talking about the importance of whatever the topic is. You can feature the voice of an expert. Whoever that audience thinks is credible, perhaps bring them in to do a short little clip in video or audio. Another way I like to use it is to conclude a topic that ends and wraps up a discussion. I think it's important we take a minute to talk about when to use audio and when to use video. I think for video, it's important to think about movement and imagery that carries a message all on its own. For example, a video of children playing in a park that your organization funded will help your audience make an emotional connection. And keep in mind, the video of someone sitting in a chair being interviewed won't have the same impact unless it's a VIP with a personalized message for that particular audience. Use audio when the accompanying visual doesn't add any value or when the sound effects bring the presentation to life. I regularly use very short sound clips of people describing their work in my networking seminars. And I recently watched a presentation where animal sounds and jungle noises were used to create a surround sound type of experience and the sounds made the point far stronger than if the speaker tried to describe them with words. So here are four simple rules for creating a dynamic presentation that uses sound and video effectively. Number one, video and sound should support the presentation. They should never be the entire presentation. Use them to introduce your message or to reiterate it. Make the clips as short as possible to support your point and don't over rely on them. The second thing is transitions have to be smooth and incorporated into your presentation software. No matter what software program you use, make sure you understand how to create these transitions. It's really awkward when the audience has to sit and wait for the transition to take place. So make sure you practice those transitions both at home, at the venue, ahead of time, just to make sure everything works. The next thing, and this is a very common mistake I see, you need to make sure you have a good sound system and you have to check that sound system. No matter what the size of the room, you're not going to get good quality sound from computer speakers or from a boom box that you found in the attic. You need to make sure you request proper equipment ahead of time so that you are sure that you have a quality amplification system. Poor sound quality, it just detracts from your presentation. In fact, Sometimes if the sound quality is so poor, the audience just won't be able to hear it at all. And then another tip I have for video and audio, particularly for video, avoid using video in a webinar unless it's absolutely necessary. Listeners often don't have the equipment that can handle it, and the lag time, as you probably already know from your own experience, can often be very long and slow, and it rarely keeps up with the speaker. So I think it's better if you really want to include video, it's better to choose maybe a couple of clips or a couple of straight still images 
right from the video and show them in sequence as you're talking about whatever point you're trying to make. And then finally, if you're going to use audio and video clips in your presentation, make sure you leave yourself time for at least a couple of run-throughs. <laughs> and if I'm using someone else's equipment, I definitely schedule a time to see the room, make sure that the presentation will work in that particular room, and I do it early enough to give myself enough time to get any additional equipment that I might need to make things work. I also do a run-through just before I make the presentation because sometimes things change between the time that I did the setup and the time that I actually present. So if you're including audio and video, again, I think that it can make a presentation so much richer and more memorable. However, it's critical. You as the speaker need to remain the focus of that presentation. The audio and video clips are only there to support or to amp up that emotional connection. So I hope that you'll follow these guidelines and you can then deliver a strong, engaging presentation with video and audio. This is Lisa B. Marshall, the public speaker, helping you lead, influence, and inspire through better communication. Your success is my business. Hey, I'm giving away my most popular top 10 tip cheat sheets. You can get them now if you just go over to my website, lisabmarshall.com. And don't forget our sponsor, Shutterstock.com. With over 28 million high-quality photos, illustrations, and video clips, specifically video clips, check them out, Shutterstop can take your project to the next level. And you'll get 25% off your new account by going to Shutterstock.com and then use the offer code PUBLICSPEAKER9. That's PUBLICSPEAKER9 to get 25% off your new account at Shutterstock.com. If you have questions about how to communicate better at work, leave a voicemail at 206-350-7970 or email publicspeaker at quickanddirtytips.com. Sign up for Lisa's newsletter or get information about speeches and workshops by visiting lisabmarshall.com. You can find a transcript of this show and links to connect with Lisa at publicspeaker.quickanddirtytips.com.